sorry I ruined your reunion. I hope you had some fun last night. How could you do that, Emma? How could you do something so incredibly stupid? I made a mistake. A mistake? You could have been... You could have been killed. You've never made a mistake before? Like maybe having me? It's not the same thing. I screwed up. I'm a dumb kid. No, you're not dumb. That's what's so confusing. You kept this guy a secret for eight months. Why didn't you tell me? You know you can talk to me about anything. No, I can't. You're my mom. Don't you get it? You don't remember what it's like being 12. You don't remember anything. Actually, I do. Em, will you remember one thing? Even when you hate my guts, I'll always try to listen. And I'll try to understand, but we have to keep talking, okay? I love you more than anything else in the world, okay? Mommy was so scared. I know you were, baby. I know. Hello, my name is Nick Zahoya. This is uh, my... Oh, I was going to introduce you, but you should do it. Sorry, are we are we are we are we doing it now? Are this we... is, no, it's happening. People are oh, listening to you. Oh my god, no. Okay, hi, I'm Evan Goodrich. <laughs> thank you, Evan. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, and let's not forget our sort of uh, third Degrassi boy. We've got producer Brimp. Brimp Heiberg, how are you doing today? How are you? Oh, doing? I'm doing. I'm doing so good. So happy to be here as the um, official representative of. People who have, uh, you know, seen some Degrassi, but uh, are not exactly living in Toronto. If you, they're in Toronto, right? They're, they're in, Toronto. in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I so will, I, I will much. say, I will say, both of you, please be careful. It's pronounced Toronto. Toronto. Pronounced My, Toronto. The, the second T is silent. It's okay, silent. good to know. I did, I did not know that. <laughs> it's a bit of a shibboleth for the region. <laughs> um, this is all about Degrassi with Nick and Evan. Um, I want to address the elephant in the room. Why is it Nick and Evan? Uh, alphabetically, it should be Evan and Nick. But, you know, it's not because I'm grand. It just doesn't flow. Evan, you agree with this? I, 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 I don't want to cause conflict. He, he agrees. He agrees. <laughs> yes, he's into exactly. this. He, he signed off. You can't see him, but he's, he's pissed, dude. Evan is so mad. I'm I, and I respect that. As someone who got left off the marquee entirely, I respect that, Evan. There's uh, steam coming out of his ears as though he was a, a tea kettle in a cartoon. Um, so, Evan, let's talk about Degrassi. That's the goal of this podcast, isn't it? Um, it, it is all about Degrassi. It's all about Degrassi. As far as I know. So, yeah, yeah let's. I, so, I'm curious. So, what is your history with this franchise? Because I think we have very different histories. Yeah, we came at it from different angles. And we sort of realized our mutual love of Degrassi when we were talking about our mutual love of uh, Canada's Drag Race Season 3, which is about to wrap up as we're recording this. And we mm-hmm. were like, why haven't they done a Degrassi challenge? And then we started citing Degrassi deep cuts to each other. And we realized, oh, wait, we both have seen uh, too much of this show. Far too I, much. Far too much. I will say my initial introduction was literally fifth grade health class. They played us two episodes 
of the 80s version. And at some point in the in the journey of this podcast, I would like to hunt down and watch those two episodes. I remember one of them was about wet dreams and one of them was about Joey trying to fuck. I think he was trying to fuck Caitlin. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean, those are the issues that are relevant to teens as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, wet dreams and wanting to fuck. Yeah, so then um, probably two, three years after that, it's 2001, uh, and... Degrassi The Next Generation appears on the deep cable network that we recently got called The N, and I started watching it uh, somewhat obsessively. I would say this first episode I've probably seen, I don't know, 40 times? 50? That's 39 times too many. (laughs) I know, but it's just the earlier it is, The the N had almost no programming. Mm. Degrassi was about 90% of their programming. So early on, when they only had one or two episodes, they would just air that same episode, like, sometimes twice in a row. Right. So sometimes I would watch it twice in a row. <laughs> Evan, <laughs> yeah. how did you come to uh, enjoy Degrassi? How so, did it come into your life? Yeah, so I started Degrassi. I had, like, a passing familiarity with it, because I have an older sister, and she, like, watched it off and on when she was, like, at friends' houses. So I knew about the show. I didn't start doing a deep dive into it until I think I was, um, it was my sophomore year of high school. So season nine was ending and season 10 was beginning and they had the summer. That's exactly where I'm at in my, in my current binge (laughs) of Degrassi and I'm eager to talk about it. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to get to that point because that was, you know, that was the Degrassi renaissance and that was my personal Degrassi awakening was season 10 and they had a summer block that was like a new episode every night for four weeks or something. It was it was oh. insane, and that's how they scheduled it. And so that's that was my uh, Degrassi awakening. And then from there, I just dove into the into the archives, which was at that point, you know, nine seasons worth of episodes. And you know, and then it took over my life. And I yeah, what happened next? Tell us about the <laughs> next thing that happened because you told me this and I was wowed. <laughs> Well, what was the next thing I ha- that happened? Well, didn't you become very active on the uh, Degrassi oh, wiki? Oh, oh, my old shame. So, well, then, well, because I had to keep Some up Some of with... us were on Tumblr. Evan was on the Degrassi wiki. I will have you know that I was on both. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so, I mean, I was on the Degrassi wiki. Uh, I was quite active in the comments because it like it's like any you know fandom wiki site it's like you know there's a discussion in the comments on pages and so you know i'd go to like the new season pages and just give my uh unsolicited opinions and there was there was drama there was friendship yeah do you have like an enemy that you remember i'm not even asking about your friends i'm like do you have an enemy from the degrassi (laughs) board i remember getting into a fight over um one of the the gay characters that was mm. on that that season currently airing. Well, there can um, only be one at a time. It's like a Highlander. There can there only, can be, only one. be one. Because uh, we, as we all know, there is only one gay person. At there's a only one gay person at any given time. And then there's the person that he's dating, and he'll come and go. He won't be. A yeah, <laughs> exactly. But there can only be one gay main character. Yes, of course. Otherwise, it will be confusing. <laughs> uh, there's 13 cheerleaders, <laughs> but we can only have one gay guy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, do we do we want to get into this specific episode? We should check in, Brimp, producer yes. Brimp. I, I was gonna. I want to know what uh, is your experience with Degrassi. I was because gonna ask, Yeah, I was gonna say that my experience with Degrassi is all with the earlier, the the first generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, because Nick and I both grew up in the Seattle area, 
and yes. uh, CBC was part of the like basic cable package. It was Channel ninety nine, oh. and so they would they would air old. I would episodes. watch Simpsons reruns. On yes, there. it was great for that. <laughs> it was, it was great good. for it would rerun sitcoms and it would rerun Degrassi, and so I saw some episodes here and there, a few that are really Whoa. stuck in here. Like I saw one that I remember where it's, it's I think Spike is already pregnant and they do the like sack of flour like take care of a baby <laughs> and everyone's like but she's got a real baby it, like it's it and i remember it was like this is pretty good um this, wow. i'm fascinated by this <laughs> so yeah that that is my experience with degrassi is just catching reruns on the cbc every once in a while after school well that's interesting because i feel like evan and i know quite a bit about next generation and almost nothing about the 80s version so you will bring that expertise of knowing a couple episodes yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i i have never watched the earlier uh iterations of this franchise so which is which is interesting in the context of this specific episode Well, this episode is so fucking full of adults i was so upset watching it i was like there are too many adults talking on my degrassi at this moment should we should we discuss let's get into it yeah so evan um in the spirit of uh community learning uh you have prepared a sort of book report of this episode for us yes um um, a degrassi get up and read it in front of the class (laughs) yeah a degrassi wiki style synopsis yeah so so we're gonna go through it and then we'll uh, circle back and talk about major talking points and we should say to the people watching at home this is for the first two episodes available it's a two-parter is everyone aware And in the future, if episodes are boring, we're going to do like two or three or four episodes of one episode of our podcast. (laughs) Because some of these early episodes are very boring. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm so to excited. get to the boring ones? <laughs> I'm so excited. I have so much to talk about. <laughs> no, I do have a lot to talk about. We, we need to get in there. We, we we are past the intro period. We need to start talking about Mother and... What's it called? Mother and... Mother and Child Reunion, which is the name of a Paul Simon song. Cause oh, I was going to ask, because they're always named after songs. They are, except for... So season one's... It's a weird case. Sometimes they're just not named after songs. Sometimes they're named after movies. It's, it's weird. They were, what they were if figuring they're named out. after a song that you don't know? It's somebody's friend's band from the 80s, so it still counts. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, let's, let's get into this synopsis here. So, all right. So, Mother and Child Reunion, the series premiere, originally aired October 14th, 2001. So, to set the scene, we are introduced to 12-year-old Emma Nelson, who is the daughter of Degrassi High character Spike and her best friend Manny Santos. And so the two of them are reading an email from Emma's online crush, Jordan, in which he thinks Emma... Yeah, Jordan. First of all, I don't like the picture where he's hugging the tree. I thought it was weird. (laughs) Well, he's also 16, um, supposedly. Yeah, too old for Emma, yeah. Too old, but she lied about her age. It's it's a whole thing. We've all all been there, I suppose. Um, Yeah, I've I've done a lot of the things that happen in this episode. (laughs) On the victim end. On the victim end. On the victim. The other, I know exactly. Not the other end. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was actually curious. Have you ever? Did you have online boyfriends when you were a teenager? My first boyfriend uh, was a uh, bisexual British boy, um, and we used mm. to make love on MSN Instant Messenger on the webcams. And As years you do. later, I met him. Um, and we made out in a park, and I got blackout drunk. And then um, on the train back to London, someone stole my phone. 
Oh, so you met him. You met Yeah, him. but this was years later. This was after we had broken up. <laughs> oh, wow. Because I was oh, wow. having real-life boyfriends, and he was not. And that was a uh, problem for him. <laughs> okay, that's a whole, that's a whole story. Um, yeah. I, I didn't mean to have... derail the Degrassi discussion, but I was asked a question, and I had to address no, it. No, <laughs> I mean, I also had online flirtations with boys, although I also pretended to be um, a girl online for a ah. time. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um a great way to trap the straight boys is then you're just a completely different person um when you're 14 so so okay that's how so we Jordan, got brent to agree to do this podcast we told we told I, I catfish evan I was a busty him. lady yeah i'm i was so mad you guys did we weren't recording it but i was so mad when the cameras turned on oh my god yeah he was like i was told there would be bazongas that's Sorry the only reason i took this gig I was getting paid in bazongas. <laughs> so he's so Jordan, Jordan in air quotes, I should say. He's thanking Emma for her help in protecting a wildlife refuge, which if you are familiar with the show, that is like the most Emma thing ever. Emma loves wildlife refuges. She fucking That's loves her it. favorite she, thing. She loves nothing more than the environment. She is, she's just a, a full on Lisa Simpson. She's and, a Lisa. <laughs> She's so a know-it-all. She, She's a vegan. It's a Lisa Simpson. So we're also introduced to fellow 7th graders JT York and Toby Isaacs, who are Ugh. both rightfully skeptical of Emma's relationship with Jordan. Okay, and so, I, I've got to pause for a second. I've just got to say one thing. I, I am... I, okay. First of all, I want to acknowledge these are children. <laughs> these are children actors, so I don't want to be too mean. But Toby... The character is a full dud, and I can't help but blame the actor a little bit. <laughs> I think he's fine. I think you the love kids everyone the... on this show. Everyone I, I the... hate, you love. <laughs> I think the kids are the best actors in this episode. Um, I think not... Joey's a good actor. <laughs> Joey's fine. We'll get Joey's to Joey. good. You we'll, think we'll Joey's better than Joey. Toby? Okay, we'll, we'll talk about there. Joey. Okay. Um, so, and then Emma gets an email Toby. from... <laughs> Leave this child alone. I, I, it's not his fault. It's the adults who wrote the character and cast this boy. It's it's their fault. <laughs> but yeah, I hate Toby. <laughs> We're gonna get one of those every episode that Toby. <laughs> I is do on hate. The show. I hate at least one character an episode. <laughs> so Emma gets an email from Jordan, and wouldn't you know it, he's gonna be in town and he wants to meet her. So, despite her friend's very valid concerns, Emma agrees to meet him. And then we end on a suspenseful cliffhanger, which is immediately picked up by part two because this is an hour-long series premiere. Yeah, and this is commonplace in later Degrassi. Every episode's a two-parter, so... Little did we know, they were kind of setting up that up years before. Yeah, at least, like, normally they're like, oh, wait till next week to find out the thrilling conclusion of the episode. But for this one, just find out five minutes later what happens. So that's that's what we're dealing with today. Oh, yeah. You know what I love when you're watching a back-to-back two-parter and they give you the, the recap at the beginning of the mm-hmm. second episode? Yeah in, case, yeah, in case you forgot what happened 30 minutes it's prior. Like, it's also just like, in the spirit of uh, school, it's like the Sparknotes version. It's like, oh, I was kind of looking at my phone during that last episode, so uh, this is a nice little right. recap. All the important bits. 
they wouldn't be showing it if it wasn't going to pay off somehow. So I know this is important. Yes. And because so much happens in the first half of this episode. Before we get into the second episode, I would like, and I have a lot to say about the first episode, but one thing I want to talk about before we move on is there's a, a thing with Joey's hat. And Joey's hat is very, it's like a sort of traveling symbol. Everyone wears it at least once in this episode. I thought that they had it on JT because they were like, oh, like you're being introduced to JT and he's wearing Joey's hat. He's kind of like the Joey of this generation of Degrassi. And I was like, oh, that's neat. But then I thought about it and Manny is wearing it in the first scene. And then later Spike is wearing it when she comes home from like her girls night with her friends. I think Toby wears it. Everyone is wearing this fucking hat. They're going to get Everyone likes. wears the hat except for Joey. I know. Which I I don't know what And the he's the only one who should be thing. wearing it because he's bald and he can't get lice. You should not share a fucking fedora <laughs> with children in middle school. That is prime lice territory. <laughs> well, should anyway. we talk about the adults <laughs> in this episode, I guess? Yeah, okay. Yeah, because um, so for for those of you Let's go so, down the okay. list. Yeah, so this is the subplot of the episode um, in which we are reintroduced to all the Degrassi High alums, which include Spike, who is Emma's mother. Spike, the the blonde vampire, and he has the chip in his head. Go on. What? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Go on. Uh, (laughs) Archie Simpson, who is the... Uh, teacher at Degrassi. Uh, who, yeah, he yeah he's he and he. These are all characters from the '80s show. If we haven't yeah. made it clear, yet. and he was yeah. he's otherwise known as Snake. Um, yeah, and, and I have a real the, problem with Spike and Snake having so much screen time together because someone named Spike shouldn't be hanging out with someone named Snake. It's too confusing. Um, yeah, he's now the, uh, media immersions teacher at Degrassi, which is a class that's curriculum. I, like, I still don't really know what they're learning in that class. Like, I yeah. guess it's, is it, like, com- I guess it's, like, internet Computer literacy? science or, like... Yeah. Like, but, like, I, well, they're not, like... But they're always coding, talking about, like, advertising. They're always like, look at this ad. <laughs> what do you see in this ad? It's like a reverse madman. Yeah, it's, like, media literacy and, like, I guess, like, word processing? I don't know. It's always just, like, what are you, what are you guys learning? I would like class? to talk to a Canadian because maybe this is, like, just home economics to them. Like, everyone takes media immersion. Yeah, I've never, I mean, we didn't have a class by that name, but we definitely had classes similar, adjacent to this. But it's just, again, I'm always just, every time we're in that classroom, I'm like, what are, what are you kids learning? Um, and so yeah. we're also introduced to... Caitlin Ryan, who is okay. an environmentalist of some sort, and um, whose accomplishments in her field remain unclear. <laughs> like I want to talk a lot about Caitlin. I I like some of these adults. I, I'm so glad some of these adults get to have acting gigs into their adulthood. That's great. But god damn it, Caitlin Ryan is a terrible character, and every time she's on screen, she's the Toby of the adults. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> I, I don't have strong feelings about Kaylin, except for I just wonder... <laughs> you love everyone! I don't, I don't love Kaylin. I just wonder what she does as an environmentalist. Like, she has a, an animal planet show of some sort. It's called Kaylin's Planet, and and that's, like, the yeah, extent we never of see her environmentalism. Of yeah, so I'm, I'm just, like, questioning her credentials, I suppose, more than anything. But, um... Yeah, and then we're round, we round out this cast with um, her 
jerk ass fiance who is oh a Hollywood director named Keith, which that that just that totally checks out. I want to talk um, a lot about the way the show Degrassi portrays Hollywood, <laughs> the way it portrays America, the way it portrays California. I'm I, obsessed with all I of start, it. I did pull a little clip from that character. Can we listen then, to it? Yeah, here. This is Caitlin Ryan's fiance. I got a couple of them, but we'll 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 play. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to this piece of shit. Wow, teaching is so noble. You know, giving back, etc. Actually, I'm uh, working on a script about you guys. Kind of a dangerous minds meets footloose kind of thing. Just, just a second. I. When he says you guys, does he mean teachers? I'm working on a script about you guys. Does he mean teachers? Does he mean Canadians? He must mean teachers. What what is Dangerous Minds about? I have not seen Dangerous Minds. Um, What's the other one he says? And Footloose. Which, I I mean, that's... I mean... To this, to the script's credit, I'm like that does sound like some Hollywood director bullshit. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, like, oh, it's 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 X meets Y, and it does, it's, it's yeah, going to okay. be a funky flavor that the whole family will enjoy. And I'm like, no, I really want to know what da- that. I want to know what Dangerous Minds is about because if it's part Footloose, like, what are they banned from doing? Being da- having Dangerous, dangerous minds. minds is about um, it's like a white savior movie where oh, I forget oh. a blonde actress, mm, the basic instinct lady. I'm blanking on her name. Sharon uh, Stone. Yes. No, or Michelle one. Pfeiffer. One of the two. I don't remember which one. <laughs> one if it's uh, basic ladies. instinct, it's Sharon Stone. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Sharon Stone. But she goes to teach in like an inner city school and connects with them through hip hop or something. She's like, "Is it, hey guys, this music you like? It's actually poetry." Oh my god. That's what Dangerous Minds is about? Yeah. It sounds like it's a fucking like spy thriller. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Whose minds are dangerous? <laughs> the students? That seems really problematic. <laughs> oh, it is okay. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh I, well we love I, Michelle, but I don't uh, know about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need to see that. But yeah, we'll skip that. Okay. Um Do, is there more to the clip? Do we want to hear the end of this fucking guy? Yeah, I got one more a little clip about him. Okay, great. Just a second, I gotta take this. Yo, Frankie. Yeah. No, I'm in Toronto. See? (laughs) Yeah, but he right after that, I I cut it off, but he's like, I'm in Toronto. No, I haven't seen a moose. Or an Eskimo. Like, it's very. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can you, hey, Brent, can you play the most Canadian moment bumper real quick? Definitely. Because I want to talk about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me find that. I think this one was my favorite. I did prepare three different versions of this. So we'll you're try very, this one for you're this You're very episode. prepared. We- Canada. The most Canadian moment of this particular block of episodes that we're watching is when the guy from Hollywood pronounces the second T in Toronto, signaling that he's an outsider and not to be trusted. That's the most Canadian moment of this particular episode. Evan, you want to take the floor? (laughs) Sure. Um, (laughs) Where, so, okay. Yeah, we're at the, we're at the uh, second episode. Let's get into the the second. Well, so, well, so in the, yeah, so, well, in the first episode, the subplot with the, 
So they're all at their 10-year high school reunion, all the Degrassi High alums. And which means these characters are 28 years old, which is the same age as I am. And that's just really, it's really sobering. Ooh, my God. Archie is 28? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. looks so old. Is yeah. the actor older? <laughs> I I hope so. They I have not all so. aged gracefully. Um, I mean, Spike Joey's looks bald. great. <laughs> well, Spike Joey's great. I think Joey looks pretty good. I think he's, he just looks like a handsome bald man. He, he is. He is a handsome, bald man. I think Caitlin I, looks great, too. Actually, Caitlin looks good. Everyone's great. Except Everyone looks great. Well, here's... I want to... Uh, okay. There's a, a person we haven't mentioned, and I want to talk about the reason we haven't mentioned her, is the character of Lucy, who we meet as Joey... Do, does anyone know what I'm talking about? The character of Lucy, the other adult, the one with the cane, who Joey yeah. is trying to sell the car to. We haven't yeah, talked about her once. Yeah, because there's nothing to know about her, because I don't know who this character is. No she one knows who this character can't is. can't wait to not be on Degrassi anymore. <laughs> the actor. Yeah, she, she's got to go to New Mexico to Every one do of these something. people comes back in a future episode, and the character of Lucy, and more specifically the actress of Lucy, looks like she's like looking to the wings of the set making sure her car is ready to, like, take her home. She does not want to be there. Yeah, she's waiting for that check to cash, and she's like, all right, I'm going to take my Toyota Camry to New Mexico, and can't wait. Yeah, I wonder if there's any other, like, 80s cast that they reached out to and, and they said no. Well, there's... There, there are more characters that come into part two. Well, one, well, there's one wheels, but wheels doesn't show up. But we'll talk about that. That's more of a trivia bit. We can get to that later. Let's finish the synopsis. Yeah. So, uh, where are they? So, in part two, Emma, going back to the the kids who are the interesting characters in this episode. Yes, I agree with that. So Emma lies to her mom. And friends and takes a cab I guess it's it's kind of unclear but she goes to a hotel to meet Jordan and while waiting for him <sighs> she's approached by a man named Mr. Nystrom okay who's... I want to talk about that name I feel like okay so here's my theory I feel like in real life his name is Mr. Meanstrom and he was like I need to change my name to Mr. Nystrom so this girl thinks I'm nice <laughs> Why is nice the first part of his name, if not for that reason? He's really doing some mind games on this child. What fucking origin, what language of origin is the last name Nystrom? That's not a real name. I guess he would lie, because he's a pedophile or whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a pseudonym. Okay. That's not his name. Yeah. Uh, Meanstrom, that's his name. I feel like it. I feel like it, that's just Scooby-Doo bullshit enough that his, his real name is Mr. Meanstrom. <laughs> Uh, so Mr. Nystrom, which is not his real name, <laughs> no, he absolutely. says he says that Jordan is one of his students, and so he invites Emma to come up to their room to meet him so she can sign his petition, which, as we all know, is catnip for Emma. She, The girl she loves, loves a pe- petition. If you want to trap Emma, you put a petition under, like, a crate, and then you, yeah. you, you hold the crate up with a stick, and you tie a string to it, and she'll go in there and try and sign it. And you just pull that screen, that string, and you got a little Emma in a crate. But, yeah, that's exactly what this man did. I guess that is the plot of this episode, now that I say it out loud. <laughs> the moral of the story is do not do activism, kids. No, don't, to... don't get involved in activism. <laughs> it, it can only, only lead to, to strange child danger. molestation. Yeah. 
to her uh, credit, to her credit, once she's up in the room, she like pretty quickly realizes something's fishy. She's like, um, I don't know about this. And then yeah, he, and then he offers her pizza so with gross. mushrooms and. Okay, I, to, 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 to be fair, I was a very picky eater as a kid, but I don't know a single child who likes mushroom on their pizza. Yeah, and he should know. He knows a lot about children. <laughs> yeah, like. that... No, I, okay, it wasn't his... His first mistake was trying to molest a child, but I think his second mistake was ordering a pizza with mushrooms in an attempt to molest a child. Like, that's and just And we learn at bad. the end of the episode that he is a repeat offender. We don't know if that means he's, like, tried to meet up with other people already. But he has been, like, trying to catfish people on the internet multiple times. So it's yeah. like, he should You think he'd know better. Well, maybe this is his first time trying to capture a person in real life, you know? He should have just gone with the cheese. Just, just, you just can't go wrong cheese. with cheese. It's simple. She's also a... Pepperoni, maybe. It had pepperoni but... on it. No, she's a vegetarian. You've been emailing with her. <laughs> okay, now I'm, now I'm really upset. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> So, okay, so she, like, obviously is getting bad vibes because this man is clearly a child molester. Yeah, I was, like, I was proud. She was like, I'm gonna get out of yeah, here. Yeah, she's like, I'm, I, she, and she even does the old, like, oh, I left my bag. And then he's like, oh, but your bag's right here. And she's like, fuck this. And she tries to leave, okay. try to make, get out the door, but she can't we, open it. We need to talk about this. Cause For some reason. she, there's, I, I'm so curious what happened here because she's literally just, standing there holding the doorknob and then she turns around and sees him coming but it's like what was she doing in that time i I theorized (laughs) that there was like maybe a stunt where she like got into the hallway and he grabbed her and like they couldn't figure out how to do the stunt safely so they like did this last minute because it looks really weird (laughs) that she's just standing there i think it's just like Oh, you know, like we like we understand that like oh it's it's locked and she she doesn't have time to it open doesn't, it. Get, you and... can't lock a hotel room from the inside. What yeah, I would have liked is sense. what if if there was one sh- insert shot of her pulling the door open and that little like and then latchy he just lock it. is like yeah. or if he pushes it shut. Well, he couldn't push it shut because they needed to get to her being in the bathroom. So. I get why he didn't push it shut. And that actually ruins my theory that there was, like, a stunt there. Because if he, like, chased her and grabbed her, how, sh- how would she have gotten in the bathroom? Hmm. Okay, so this is just bad. This is bad Unanswerable writing. questions. It was um, good writing until now. Now I don't like it. Let's continue. Yeah, well, she... So she finds out. She asks him. She says, you know, you're Jordan, aren't you? And so she finds out she's been catfished before catfishing was even mm-hmm. a widespread phenomenon. Um, so yeah, they didn't even have a word Degrassi. for it. For being ahead of the curb, um, yeah. And so, and so Manny has grown suspicious, and so she recruits Toby and JT to help her find out where Emma is. And so Toby hacks into Emma's email, and uh, did you take note of the username? What was the username? <laughs> so the username. Let me find it. It is. Let's see. Uh, oh, I got, where is it? Uh, Sparkle Spaz twenty eight. Ooh, and we don't we don't use that word anymore. No, that'll get you canceled <laughs> that, in twenty twenty two. That really Emma. aged poorly, Emma. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she was thinking. Um, yeah, ableist Emma canceled. It's not, it's not woke of her. Not very yes. woke of her. But um, so and then they guess. But her hey, is it isn't that white liberals for you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's all performative. I'm sorry. This is a three white guy podcast. I can't make white guy jokes. Let's continue. <laughs> 
so okay so toby hacks her account and then they find out the hotel she's meeting jordan and so they go to Emma's mom, Spike, to have for help, and right before a felony can occur, Spike and Mr. Simpson, they burst onto the scene, and Emma is saved from years of psychological trauma, crisis Ugh. averted. I will and- say, <laughs> this show often tries to do something and fails. I would say that's the norm of Degrassi, but this was very scary. I was very freaked out, and the tension was legitimate. I thought they did a good job. They did a good job. Um, and then they're like, well, that's it. Crisis averted. This this will never be brought up again or have any lasting damage on this 12-year-old psyche. They're like, she's she's fine. She's fine. She made it well, out. It's, it's okay. I mean, we've we've discussed, I think, I think when you return to this episode, uh, a lot of Emma's decisions throughout the, the 10 years she's on the show make a lot more sense. <laughs> she I mean, that's the only way a lot of what's her... What's going dis- on here. <laughs> Um, um, I so, think what the only thing that I think that's not in the synopsis that I want to talk about is the part at the reunion where Caitlin Ryan is giving her speech and Joey like overheard the Hollywood producer fiance talking to what I assume was another 80s character. Brent, did you recognize that blonde lady? Well, maybe she, I did not know. She, she looks different because she's older. So her name's Allison. And you're the Degrassi wiki expert here. There's nothing about Allison Degrassi. I, so, I, I mean, again, I never watched those shows, so I was like, I don't know who these people are. Um, I just assumed she was just a, an extra, but apparently she's a, she's a character who had a backstory and everything. And from what so she, I can she tell... So she was on the 80s one. Yeah, and okay. I guess I, I'm assuming she was, like, not a likable character because her oh, actions in this like episode <laughs> are uh, not likable. And so... Yeah, so at the reunion, Joey overhears Caitlin's fiance Keith flirting with Allison, um, and he's like, "Oh, I I don't know about getting married, blah blah blah, but I'll, I'll I'd like to show you L.A., which is you know gross." Yeah, I just think um, the uh, and we kind of discussed it earlier, but the the sort of mystical allure of California as a destination to these Canadians is a. I would say a consistent source of humor, especially when we get to the Degrassi Hollywood episode. I can't Hollywood. wait to get to Parasite City. Parasite Show City? Uh, I think that's what it's called. It's Paradise City. I said Parasite. <laughs> I was thinking of Bong Joon-ho, as I usually am. Let's continue. Bong Joon-ho! <laughs> um, so yeah, so Caitlin's giving a speech, and Joey confronts Keith, and he's like, and they get into a physical altercation, and so Caitlin and, you know, the other adult characters, they have to break it up. And yeah, Keith and is... that, that conversation could have waited two minutes. That didn't seem like it was a long speech. It's like he waited till she started talking to to start this conflict. Yeah, let her have her moment. That was her I moment. think Joey's a drama queen. Like, he he wanted this spectacle. He could have resolved this in a, in a less showy way. I think he's, like, low-key one of those people that loves drama. Yeah, I think he just wanted to. I think he wanted to white knight in that moment, which yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't the moment. But um, but Keith sucks too. So he Keith is like too chicken I mean, shit to worse, tell Caitlin yeah. the truth. And so like and so Allison of all people is like, so he has doubts about getting married. So what? And it's like it's That's like Allison. <laughs> no, it's like Allison, stay in your lane. This has nothing to do with you. 
Uh, well, I'll have you know, Allison also went to Degrassi, and she apparently was a character. So let's respect her. Well, <laughs> she... This is the last time we'll see Allison ever. So yeah, it, they don't show it, but if you look at the Degrassi wiki, she walked outside and got hit by a car, <laughs> and she died. Just like oh, okay, she died. Unlike oh, she Regina died, George. yeah. She did not get to look fierce in a neck brace at the 15-year high school reunion. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, it be great is... if we just saw these characters every five seasons, they all came back and did another reunion? <laughs> Don't you want to spend more time with them? <laughs> just every, every, yeah, every 10 years we have a special where it's the 10-year, the 20-year, the 30-year reunion. I can't wait. That that sounds great. Yeah, so that's kind of the major uh, beats of the episode. Let's, let's circle back and talk about um, some moments that stood out to us. And I would like to start with, the fashion moment. Uh, Brent, can we get a little bumper for the fashion moment? You sure can, Nick. As you know, in fashion, one day you're in. And the next day, you're out. To be honest, I don't yeah. know how fashionable it is. Uh. One day you're in. Welcome to yeah. <laughs> don't you feel like you're in, in middle school? Looking at the khakis going by, we got some some fucking cargo shorts that are down to the boys' ankles. <laughs> Fashion moment. There's no name for this segment yet. We'll circle back. Evan, I think you have a clear answer. So before you say the true fashion moment, I would just like to say it was very comforting to see uh, Toby and JT's outfits because the puka shells, the little spiked hair. The the very baggy T-shirt that was very much my go-to. Oh in yeah, so the I like puka that. shells. The Gotta puka shells. Puka shells. Yeah, that's a very solid honorable mention. Um, I I remember I had two puka shell necklaces. I had my my good one for like nice occasions, and then I had this one I just wear to school. I think I had a kit to make my own, and it just fell apart because I was oh, no yeah. crafts. Because you were a child. <laughs> yeah, it was it was disappointing for me. But uh, yeah. no, there's only one obvious uh, superlative in this episode, and that is of course Emma's dolphin jeans. Dolphin which, jeans. Dolphin jeans. Um, which These I come I, back. They're right? airbrushed. I don't. I I can't tell how they're made. I don't know. If there's they're a airbrushed beading or... on it. Is there not? <laughs> I think I'm there's, there's definitely chair. beating. I don't know if it's all beating though. I don't know. They're just they yeah. Are is a it beating piece. just to accentuate the the dolphins? Okay, I'm looking it up. Emma Degrassi dolphin. I don't think it could be woven on. I mean, it could be, but I, oh, I like know. a they, like a thick string <laughs> woven yeah, into the yeah. denim. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I want to say it's airbrushing. Okay, but I'm looking at it. These are a statement piece. Oh my god. Oh my god. How many times does she wear these? Multiple times in the first at least two seasons, I think. At least this season she wears them multiple times. I and I can't show it's you. it's it's a delight. <laughs> it says everything you need to know about a character, which is that's good costuming. Yeah, what is upsetting to me is that the dolphins are symmetrical and they're sort of giving well, it's actually kind of smart design because it's giving her like an hourglass. The hourglass is just like on her thighs, so it's weird. And I love them. There's like oceans on one of the legs and like the night sky on the other. Do, do you think like Spike made these or she like found them at like a fair and embellished them? Like what what is the story of these pants? I would not be surprised if Spike made them. She seems like that mom. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're great. I think I they're love great. Them. <laughs> 
Okay, well, that's the fashion moment. And, uh, Evan, what else stood out to you in this episode? What was a weird moment that needs to be discussed? So, so there's so much to discuss. Um, I'll, I'll take the first one. There's a moment where Caitlin and Spike are in Emma's bedroom, and Emma walks into the room holding her lunch. And I believe it's a sandwich on a plate in one hand. And then in the other hand is a Snapple. Now, the Snapple has been opened, and there's a straw sticking out of it. And I think that's fucking bananas. <laughs> Would you ever put a straw in a Snapple? It's a wide mouth bottle. You, you slurp it down. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe she's worried about staining her teeth. You what? Know, the sugar. <laughs> the sugar of the Snapple. She doesn't want it touching her teeth. Wow. So straw. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Yeah. This was it's pretty like, upsetting to me when I saw it, but that is a reasonable answer. But she's I, also an I mean, environmentalist. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I wouldn't do it. But well, they, you know, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't know the impact of straws. She's, she doesn't she's know about straws. Also. She doesn't know about the the ableist word that she uses as her. I mean, I think it's name. pretty well established that like Emma's always out of her depth with her activism. Yeah, I still think it's weird. Folks at home. It is weird. Folks at home, we're going to, I'm going to post about this. We're going to have an Instagram that goes along with this podcast, All Aboot Degrassi. Follow it on Instagram. I'm going to post a picture of this fucking straw and this Snapple thing, and you comment and tell me if that's something you would ever do. And if you say yes, you are lying. Unless you're Canadian. Maybe it's a Canadian thing, in which case I appreciate the info. Yeah. Or or maybe you have weak teeth, and so you're like, oh, I need a straw. Yeah, you gotta be gentle to your teeth. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think we have to talk about um, the the title card for uh, this well, entire season. Yeah, for the uh, when it gets to the end of the credits, we sort of see all of our characters interacting in the school, going about their school activities, maybe looking at the camera and giving a smile, and then it ends on what appears to be a young girl's butt. Like, there's jeans on the butt. <laughs> But then it's, like, focusing on her phone. But it does just focus on her butt. It's weird. I mean, the butt is the the primary... I mean, I guess the phone's supposed to be the primary subject. But the phone is... It's in her back pocket. Yeah. And the, what's taking up the majority of the, the frame is her butt. And yes. I... And we did, I, a, is, we did an homage to this as our... Um, our podcast image, right? You, yeah, you that's my something butt. like this together. Oh, that's yours. I was going to ask. That's, that's my butt. Um, yeah. I, I, I took one for the team. Um, thank you. Thank you. I just, this has always baffled me because I'm just, I've always just wondered why, why would you do that? <laughs> like, it's not really, like, it's not framed in a lurid way. It's not like sexual no. or anything, but it's just like weird. Yeah, this show manages to never feel too creepy in the way it portrays, like, kids and teen sexuality. But this this is a weird little moment that I sort of... I don't think this would get by the the censors. It's these days. just strange. Like if it's if if it's not sexual, which I don't think it's particularly I don't sexual. Think it is. I just think it's weird, and it's like obviously this invites jokes, which we are now making. So I yes. guess thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> you Twenty years later. But well, also, uh, I I'm gonna have to look at the video next time I watch an episode. But I believe it's it's always like whooshing around and like ending on something. So I imagine mm-hmm. it was like whooshing around and had to land on this on this young actor's butt, and they probably had to do it many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, you grabbed the, the you grabbed the phone wrong in that one. 
Re- reposition mean... your butt so we can film it again, child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we thank we thank Butt Girl for her. Thank for her you, sacrifice. Butt Girl. You thank you, are... Butt Girl. Much like the Nirvana baby, it probably shouldn't have happened, but you have contributed a lot to our cultural <laughs> understanding of Canada. I'm grateful for Butt Girl. Um, yes, thank you, Butt Girl. <laughs> so, I also... We are okay, all Butt Girl. <laughs> so, what, were, like, what was your, like, opinion of this episode? Like, what did you think? Like, what did you like it? Did you think what, it's good? Do you think when it's, I watched it, and this is going back to sort of my Degrassi origin story, I really was watching this to clown on it, and I was like hate watching it. But then at a certain point, I had been hate watching Degrassi in quotes for like six months. There had been a full season, and I had seen every episode like 20 times, and I, I just had to ask myself, am I hate watching this, or do I? And that's sort of what's fascinating about Degrassi. It so consistently walks the line between being, like, full trash and, like, a really well-executed team drama. And it's sort of a surprise episode by episode if it's going to be really effective or, like, horrible and stupid. And I think this one is, like, it has its cheesy moments, but it does do the effective after-school Degrassi special thing of having an important message... Showing the consequences of your actions, you damn kids. You know, I, I think it's a. I would give this episode like a B minus if I was comparing it to the future Degrassi episodes that I that I see and know. Yeah, I guess I had two issues. I like. I don't. Th- I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's fine <laughs> as an episode, but I have like two big issues, and like one is the adult subplot because they are so it kind of just. It just leaves me scratching my head because I'm like, okay, who is this supposed to be for? Who is the audience here? Because judging by the main plot, I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be for like a new generation of kids. But judging by the adult subplot, I'm like, I guess it's supposed to be for people who grew up on the original series. But I think this episode is intended for Canadian parents who watched the original show to sit down with their kids, have a real conversation about internet safety, and every there's stuff for the oldies and stuff for the newbies. But the problem with that (laughs) is that I'm like, how old are their kids? Because like, if you, I mean, unless you're like Spike and you had a kid when you were, you know in high school and now you're watching this show with your kid now i'm like the timeline doesn't make sense for like parents to be watching with like parents who grew up on the show to be watching it with their kids i mean yeah it's just like who is i was just like who is this for because i'm like I, it's like i feel that with this episode but more so i feel it when like this is the only part of the show like the only era of the show where there's like significant long scenes with the adults that have nothing to do with like the kids, is that correct? Right. Yeah. So they have and it's like because a few they're it's because they're the legacy characters, right? And it's like Han Solo in Force Awakens. We got to bring him back so we can kill him off, baby. Spoiler right. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they all die in the end. Um, Everybody dies in Degrassi. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just a weird choice, and I'm like, I don't really know who this is supposed to be for because it's like it doesn't seem like the subplot's gonna be interesting to like teenagers watching this and it seems like the main plot's not gonna be interesting to parents so i'm like or the people who grew up watching these characters the adults so i'm like i don't know it puts it in this like weird no man's land 
I mean, I think it's I, I think it kind of works for this episode because it's a passing of the torch. What really bothers me is like the Christmas episode where we spend forty five minutes with like spoiler alert, like Caitlin and Joey's will they won't they? And it's like ugh, I don't need to yeah, watch I mean, this every makes... Christmas. <laughs> right. It makes sense as like a bridge to yeah. from one to the other. So Speaking I just of the adults, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Lucy a little more. So Lucy has... You want to talk about Lucy a little more? I, I only want to talk about Lucy. Lucy has, I think, the best line of exposition in the episode uh, when she is being sold her car by Joey Jeremiah. She says, Joey, we're all sorry that your wife died, but it's been a year. <laughs> and that's just good writing because we learned that Joey had a wife, we learned that she died, and we learned that it's been one year. Very efficient screenwriting here. And she's like, move on. It's been a whole year. Jeez. I no, here's the I do think that's it's been a year. You need to have some semblance of a normal life at this point. You need to be working on building towards a normal life. I just think the sloppy exposition of the line is very good. And then also, I'm I know I'm being pretty hard on Lucy, but I don't think she would care. I don't think she had any interest in being an actor. Her cane acting, because as we learn, wheels <laughs> The character from the 80s was, like, in a car accident because he was drunk, and that's why Lucy walks with the cane. This girl clearly never wanted to learn how to portray, like, what it's like to walk with a cane. She did zero research into, like, what it's like to live with a disability. There's a part where they all come home drunk, singing the Zitz Remedy, Everybody Wants Something, and she's just fucking swinging the cane around, like, loo-de-doo-de-doo. She goes and she sits down on the on the couch. She, like, literally just throws her cane across the room and sits down like it's nothing. This woman did not have any interest in portraying this character with honesty. <laughs> Yeah, I have a I have a sinking suspicion that she is actually able bodied. Um, I think so. I think that's a really good guess. Um, the character the, the character acting is yeah. I mean, or the method acting is just it's not there. Yes, and the one thing that I guess I'll mention since we're kind of on the subject is this episode was cut down from like a ninety minute TV movie, and the character of Wheels, who they mention over like brunch at that diner or whatever. He does show up, and they have, like, a cathartic moment at the reunion. And that's why it's really weird when Wheel shows up later and, like, Archie and him are just cool. Because the only time we've ever seen Archie talk about Wheels, he's like, Fuck Wheels! Fuck Wheels! Wheels should still be in jail! You remember that? No. You don't? No. <laughs> in the... No, he comes back? He does! Oh, in the episode where they go bowling for that reason that we can't say because it's a spoiler. Do you remember oh. when they go bowling? Mm, like vaguely. Put the damn shirt on, Archie. You remember that? No. Okay. Well, we are nearing the end of uh, this episode. I think it's time to share with the class what we learned this week. Do we? We don't have a bumper for this. No, we don't. No, we just get to share what we learned. Well, Brent, you sort of learned the most I would guess because mm-hmm. you knew the least going in this so why true. don't you share first with the class uh, what did you learn this well this week? I, I think the most important thing I learned was that there was a second part to the episode that I didn't watch oh you didn't see that okay <laughs> <No>. great <laughs> oh so I you only... just left you you were like oh this is an episode about Emma making an internet friend well I, <laughs> they're telegraphing uh, pretty hard that this is not <laughs> what it seems to be 
Okay, um, cool, cool. So yeah, I think that was my biggest takeaway. That and that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that yeah, I think the other thing that I learned was oh, they're all. Um, they all, what I I think what I learned really is that all of the Degrassi child actors from the first generation were not too busy as twenty uh, eight year olds, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they didn't have like a Drake of their season who just exactly. launched to to mega stardom and was too busy for the reunion. Mm-hmm. That's why I was curious. I would like to speak. Uh, maybe we'll get um, my friend Wonder Dave on the show because he has told me he's an expert on the '80s version. I would like to know in even in the like extras of the um, reunion, like how many of those people? Maybe they're not Degrassi actors, but maybe they're people who like wrote for the original series or like were background actors or were crew on the original series. I'm curious because that would be a very cute little insider moment for the true Degrassi fans. Evan, what did you learn this week? Share with the class. Uh, I learned that if uh, you're going to ensnare a child in your (laughs) child molestation trap, uh, Mm -hmm. order a pizza, not with mushrooms. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just stick with the and, cheese. And by the way, retroactive content warning for this entire episode. Um, <laughs> in every episode <laughs> in the future. Um, so yeah, no mushrooms. We agree on that. Mushrooms are gross, by the way. I love mushrooms, but I'm an adult. I'm not a kid. That's true. Kids don't like mushrooms. I, I love broccoli, and I didn't love broccoli when I was a kid, so I can relate on that. But for me, mushrooms as an adult, still no thank you. Oh, I did love broccoli as a kid, too. But I was a weird kid. Um, what did you learn, Nick? Um, I learned that between Emma's careless use of this uh, ableist slur and um, Lucy's really flippant portrayal of a person with a with a chronic disability, I, I think this is the most ableist episode of Degrassi. <laughs> Oh, that's definitely. We haven't seen. <laughs> we haven't seen so far. So it. far. So of far. We've one episode in, we're like, this yes. is the worst. And maybe next week's episodes, because I think we're going to watch two or three episodes next week. Maybe those will be more ableist. We'll find out. <laughs> you got to tune in see. and see. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what's coming up? We've got. We're gonna let's tease it a little bit. We, we're gonna meet a character named Terry. Ooh. We're gonna meet a character named Jimmy, played by a man named Drake when he was a little boy. A little-known man named Drake. We are going to uh, be introduced to a character named Spinner, who I will say I'm on season 10 of, and he is still on the show, and I find that sad. Um, <laughs> we are going to meet all these kooky characters. Uh, uh, Brent! Brent! Hey, outsider. Uh, Degrassi. Hey, new kid. We'll call you new kid. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good, right? Because he's the new yeah. kid. Okay. Yeah, I like Okay, that. new kid. Hey, new kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the new young Degrassi actors, uh, which mm-hmm. of these which of these characters is your favorite? I'm a JT man myself, but I also like Manny. Yeah, man, I didn't learn any of their names. <laughs> oh um, yeah, you only saw you only saw half of what I they only did, saw too. half. <laughs> I would say whoever was like, they're like they're like goofing around. No, I think whatever the scene is where they're where they're like, our dads know each other. That um, that kid is that JT. Yeah, that's JT. Yeah. Unless you're talking about Toby, which you couldn't be, because I asked who was your favorite character. Of course, and I wouldn't pick Toby. That'd be fucking crazy, dude. That would suck. I'm sorry. If the actor who plays Toby is listening to this episode, which I assume he is, I don't think it's your fault. I think it's what was scripted for you. (laughs) (laughs) He is real. Yeah, at watching it, I was like, what is 
going on with this kid? <laughs> oh, this boy. This boy is just such a dud. <laughs> oh, they never figure out anything to do with him. Spoiler alert, he's, he continues to be a dud. <laughs> he's just no good. Um, so we uh, are going to... Uh, I think this is the end of the episode officially, but I think... Uh, before we move on, we're going to enter a brief five-minute spoiler zone. This is something we're going to do occasionally because me, Nick, uh, one of the co-hosts of this show here, I have not seen all of Degrassi. Evan has. So I'm trying to catch up, and I am officially in the in the era of Degrassi where I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. So that's very exciting for me. So if you would not like to have season 10 of Degrassi, and I guess everything before that spoiled... Then go ahead and turn off the episode now. We'll see you next week. If not, join us in the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. So I won't be able to find up in a lake. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of... Spoiler. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. <laughs> okay, that's good. Your next stop... The spoiler zone. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's a good bumper. Good Thank job, you. bro. Uh, okay, we have entered the spoiler zone. Um, I am on season 10 of Degrassi. I I was binging it, and I, I think I ascertained that the last episode of Degrassi I watched was somewhere in season 8 or 9, and it was the one where Manny and Emma were doing yoga in college, and Sav was like trying to fuck that girl in a tent. You know what I'm talking about, Evan? Yes. Okay, so yes, I think I, I think that was my stopping point. I think that's when me, cynical college-age Nick, was like, I don't need to learn Degrassi, Degrassi lessons anymore. I can learn my lessons in real life. I was wrong. I should have kept watching Degrassi. Because, ooh, I've learned so much. Uh, I didn't know anything about this fucking girl, Holly J. Sinclair, and she goes on a real journey. Um, Evan, you are kind of a Holly J. stan, is that right? Yeah, she's one of the best characters, I would say. Okay. Now, you, you also said this about Darcy, and I remember my initial reaction to Darcy was I remembered not liking her. But following her through her whole journey before she mysteriously disappears to be on 90210, I liked <laughs> Darcy a lot. I'm still not all the way convinced on Holly J. I would take, uh, I would literally take a Mia over a Holly J, and I know that's sacrilege to you. I just think Mia's, like, the worst one of the worst Why? It's Nina Dobrev. She's a she's uh, lovely. She's a thespian. She was, speaking of people who are like, I can't wait to get off this show. Nina Dobrev. <laughs> Nina Dobrev. Is like one she's eye, one of the one most famous the people who's been on this. Show. Well, oh, I that's, see what you're that's and that's yeah. what she, she was like. I am over this. I can't wait to leave. Yeah, and which good because that character was bad anyway. But um, you didn't like her being a model. <laughs> uh, you didn't and, think and, it was fun uh, to go to fashion shoots uh, with Mia and her uh, baby. I mean, Mia's proof that, you know, you can have it all. You can have a, a baby as a teenager and still have a successful career. That's very aspirational. Well, let me but... explain kind of where I'm coming from. I feel like when Mia is with Peter, like when these leading ladies who I like and identify with, when they start dating fuckboys, Mia with Peter is so much less insufferable than Holly J with Declan. I find Declan to be so ridiculous. Luckily, he introduced us to Fiona, who I'm loving. But Declan is just this gossip girl wannabe. Like, when they go... I texted you when I was watching the Manhattan episode. When they 
introduce Declan's mother, and she is wearing that, like, hat with a little veil. I'm like, this is just (laughs) Canadian gossip girl thrown together at the costume shop. This is fully unhinged. I mean, that's the best part of that episode, which is, you know... That episode's bad, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, that's where I'm at in my binge. I, I have come around, uh, to really enjoying, um, Holly J more than I thought. I still, I still maybe prefer a Darcy or a Mia. But I also really love Sab's little sister. And I, I think she's awesome and she's a great actor. Like, I feel like they give her a lot to do and she always rises to the occasion. Yeah, Ali's, Ali's, I mean, a a really good character and melinda her. shankar her actress is definitely one of the best actresses i think they've had on that literally show. She's very charismatic voice, when when she talks i'm like this is how i want every like middle school character to sound like the tone of her kind of like semi-popular girl like kid voice i just think it's really great she's fantastic um, is there anyone sort of in this first round of characters that you're really looking forward to going through their arc and, and re-exploring? For season one? Yeah. Um, I, I am very fascinated by the downfall of Ashley Kerwin. Oh, Ashley. I like her because the most in season one, and then the, they never really figure out what to do with her after that. Yeah, well, she. This is like where she gets the yeah, where she has the most dynamic arc. I think is in season one because after that, mostly her arc just revolves around other people, like specifically you know the people she dates. And mm. in this season, it's like she's her own character, she's her own agent, and you know, and she makes terrible choices, and she's it's you know, she falls, Toby. she falls from grace, and that's yeah. delicious to see. Well, I guess that's kind of a good note to leave on because Ashley is the star of next week's episode or maybe the fourth episode. I don't know. But we'll be checking in with Ashley soon. Um, I think that's it for the spoiler zone. And that's it for this episode of uh, All About Degrassi. Please follow us on uh, Instagram at All About Degrassi. Uh, Thank you so much. All of our music on this episode was done by Michael Abbott, uh, who is legally my father and is 10 years younger than me. Thank you, Michael Abbott. Uh, Go to him if you need any uh, musical needs. He's very talented. Um, Brent, thank you so much for producing this episode. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me as a producer. So happy to be here. Oh, that's great. And then Evan, thank you so much for being my wonderful co-host and writing the synopsis. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very excited to go on this journey with you. We're going to watch all this fucking Degrassi. It's pretty cool. I can't wait to learn all these lessons. Yeah, we're going to learn so much. Oh, okay, everybody. Well, uh, have have a very uh, nice day. And remember, this is All About Degrassi, a podcast of Grassi, by Grassi, and for Grassi. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.